Please be advised, nothing in this podcast should be taken as therapy, medical care, or mental health care advice. Topics discussed by the host and guests reflect their own personal experiences and are not intended to replace the services of medical or mental health professionals. And please know, if you are having any thoughts of self-harm or taking your own life, please call or text 988. Help is available 24-7. It's been a long time coming, but here it is. I am, I'm giddy. I just dusted off my my headphones and my mic, and I've got everything plugged in, tested everything out, and it's working. And I'm a little bit probably overly excited to be giving you season two's bonus episode. And I know, I know, I had I had told you at the end of season two, I was hoping for a January bonus episode and then a February bonus episode, but. The reality is I have been just plowing through a lot of my goals early on. And in all fairness, these are not like New Year's resolution goals or goals I just set for this year. These were goals that I had set earlier knowing that I was going to get to them in January, complete them in January. And so I have just really kind of, hmm, lack of a better term, had my head down plowing through all of them. And of course, then there's the, the prep too. I put in a lot of time really setting up how I want to work through 2023 and prep my goals for 2023. Where do I want to be in June of this year? What do I want to be doing by August? Where where am I going to be fitting fun in and time for my family? And what am I going to you know do my spiritual stuff and making sure I stay healthy with my fitness? Where am I going to plug all that stuff in throughout the year? So I, I spend a lot of time in January really setting myself up, mapping out my year to get ready for all the things I want to accomplish, including setting some goals for next January too, which is a lot of the goals I accomplished now and have been working on were set earlier, like I said. This particular episode, though, is not about what I've been doing. It's about where you are right now. And I want you to share it with somebody else if you know, if you've had this conversation that you're like, ah, I think they could they could use this. I want you to share this because this particular episode, I'm going to dive in. This bonus episode is coming out in February. This is February 5th right now that I'm recording this. A couple of days later, it'll probably drop. Here we go. I'm Rick Schwartz, life coach, public speaker, and all-around curious guy. My curiosity, my life, and the lives of the many people I have worked with have taught me time and time again that there are challenges to overcome and successes to celebrate. You're listening to We All Have Something, a podcast about the human experience, a podcast about celebrating our authentic self. So let's get started. The odds are the wheels have fallen off your plan of how this year is going to go. And I know that because right now, like I said, this is early February. And most people who make goals and resolutions or just want to live their life differently in the new year, they are just gung-ho throughout January. And statistics show us that 80% of the people by the end of January, beginning of February, have already dropped off from doing it. And honestly, if this is you or if someone sent you this podcast to listen to, you know, don't feel bad. It's mostly because we have never been taught how to properly set up goals and how to make adjustments in our habits and our behaviors to support the new goals we're trying to get to. So so just, it's okay, it's okay. And, and just a, a few other stats for you, by day seven of the new year, 25% of the people have already dropped off. So, you know, I mean, three weeks later, by the, end, <laughs> by the end of January, 80% have dropped off. By mid-February, it goes up to 90%. And by the end of February, there's only about 8% still focused on or consider themselves working on New Year's resolutions, goals, or, or trying to live their life differently in the new year. In this podcast episode, I will share with you a couple of tips and tricks to get over that hump, to get back in the groove. But really, I just want to talk to you. Right now, 
as person to person, somebody who has been through trying to cast out those visions and that that awesome set of goals and those resolutions and then not getting to them year after year, to someone who's finally figured out the system and figured out the process, and now I'm coaching it to others. But really what I want to first talk to you about, because undoubtedly you started the new year with the best intentions, even if you didn't set resolutions. I mean, that's worth noting too, by the way. There was a couple of surveys sent out across the U.S. in different areas, both in the fitness sector and also the mental health sector. And the poll came back that 75% of the people responded saying they do not want to set a New Year's resolution. They just want to live in the year, in the moment, without putting extra pressure on themselves. Wow. Not because they are happy with where their life is, not because they are content with where things are, not because they've hit all the goals they could possibly have in their life, which, by the way, goal setting usually is a sign of growth as as a person in general. They're flat out saying at this point they just don't want to even think about it. Odds are because they've done it in the past and it hasn't worked out and they feel overwhelmed and burnt out. I'll tell you what, if you are one of those people feeling overwhelmed and burnt out, I know. I know, I know, I know. I spent a good chunk of the last two years working with people in different industries, dealing with burnout and being overwhelmed and helping them get things back to center a little bit for themselves, getting them back on that path of getting some control in their life. But what I want to talk to you about, if you are one of the folks that either chose not to set any goals or resolutions or just even trying to live your life better because of overwhelm, or if you did set some and they just kind of petered out because you, you just like, ah, I can't do this. I heard the best quote from Sharon Lecter, interviewed her last season. Well, actually, this is season two still. So interviewed her earlier in the season. She was one of my last interviews. Really brilliant. If you haven't listened to that episode, go back and check out her interview. But Sharon Lecter posted something a while back, and this is for you as much as it is for me, as much as for anybody else. Instead of saying, I can't do this, I want you to reframe that into how can I do this? Now, yes, when we have hit burnout and we have hit overwhelm, that is hard to do because it's just, we're flooded. We're just, it's too much. I can't. We shut down. If you've hit that point of being shut down, you're just done. Do the self-care needed to reset yourself and then come back to it, but come back to it with the approach of how can I do this? When we say I can't do this, we put an immediate wall. There's no way through it, around it, under it, over it, nothing. That wall is permanent. I can't do this. Done. But when we reframe it, recognizing we're having a hard time doing it now, we say, how can I do this? We're not saying I have to do this, not the mantra of I'm going to do this, which isn't bad, but maybe that feels a bit too much also. But when we say how I can do this, we give ourselves permission to step back and reevaluate. Step back and get some permission. When you say, how can I do this? Maybe it's time to ask for assistance or help or just run it past somebody else to see what their thoughts are on it. Maybe it's time to research people who've done something similar in the past. How did they do it? What were the steps they took? Is it time to find a mentor or time to find a coach or time to just sit and ponder for a little bit, journal it out? There's so many ways to get around things when we present ourselves with, how can I do this? The other part of this equation, once we get past that mental block of I can't do this when it comes to the things we'd like to do in life, I mean, obviously, if you if you started off the new year with this intention of doing things differently or living differently, being healthier, being more financially responsible, whatever it might be for you, you started off the new year that way because that was something you wanted. That's something that's important to you. 
And a lot of us, a lot of us take what's important to us and we put it on the back burner. Heck, some of us <laughs> put it up in saran wrap and put it back in the fridge. It feels like it's not even important because we have to take care of other people, other things, other responsibilities. My friend, that is no way to live your life. If other things come up, which they inevitably will, by the way, because life happens, give yourself permission to go as slow or fast in accomplishing the things you want to accomplish, as slow or fast as you can go. Give yourself permission to go as slow or as fast as you can go moving forward. In other words, if stuff comes up and it slows you down or even stops you from working on something for a couple of days, even a couple of weeks, it's okay. Give yourself permission to take a break and then come back to it. But don't stop. Look at how you can continue on around the obstacles and things that come your way instead of saying, I can't do it. The other thing to keep in mind is when we set these resolutions or these goals for ourselves, we also create expectations. We create these expectations on how we will do this. What will it be like when we get it done? All these thoughts and forward thinking, which is great, by the way, you want to visualize yourself doing these things and being done and getting there. But when we set these expectations on what it's going to be like, and the process of getting there is nothing like that, or if the process of getting there is much more difficult or challenging than our expectations, we tend to shut down. My friend, you can do this. You can do this. You just need to give yourself some grace. Make a plan and be ready to adjust the plan. Your expectations should be you don't know what the future holds, but you know the direction you want to go. It's like striking out on a hiking path or anywhere else you've never been before, and you know, I want to go to a certain place. You know, the classic, of course, the classic example we use in coaching is you put an address on your phone into a new city you've never been to before. Your dot shows up on where you are. The other dot shows up on where you want to go and it maps it out for you. And you start going that route that the map has created, that path that is there for you. But a detour comes up. Traffic comes up. Things change that are out of your control that weren't part of that initial path or plan. Do you just stop? You just go, eh, well, I can't, I can't make it from the airport to my hotel. Guess I'll just stay here. No, you either backtrack and find another route, you go around, yes, it might be further, it might be different than you planned, it might take you somewhere you didn't even want to go or knew you wanted to go. But you work to get through it. You find a way on how you're going to do this. That's part of what we do when we set goals and these expectations for ourselves is sometimes we don't set a plan. Sometimes we don't have a path. It's like, well, I'll just start heading that way and we'll see what happens. But again, if you haven't plotted out your course on that quote-unquote GPS of your goal, then sometimes you might find yourself way off course. And then, of course, it becomes, well, that didn't work out. I'm not going to do that again. Not even close to where I wanted to be. Was your plan solid? Did you, did you really sit down and think this through to the best of your ability and ask others for help and assistance and guidance through the process? A lot of times when we are working towards a goal, we're stepping outside of things. Things in the past have changed. A lot of times in the process of working on something, trying to go towards something, whatever it may be, whether it's you're adjusting relationships in your life or you're looking at financial goals in life, or again, fitness is another great example. It's a big one for all of us. We want to be healthier. We want to eat healthier. We want to work out more, whatever. We just want to feel good, right? Sometimes we get stuck on looking back at how our life once was. Man, in my 20s, I was able to do this, this, and this. Man, even my 30s. But now here I'm in my 50s and, oh, this is just like, I can't. I can't be healthy. It's too hard. Focusing on the past, or even if you're trying to focus on what might come in the future, 
versus focusing on where you are right now only serves as a distraction. When we use our time mentally and physically, even just pondering before we fall asleep, we use it to focus on what we'd rather be doing or where we'd already rather be. Well, use, use the focusing on where you'd rather be as motivation, but don't dwell there. You have to focus on where you are right now. And yes, of course, you need to make a plan for your next steps as you progress so you can progressively experience success as you move forward in obtaining your goal or doing whatever it is you want to do. But when you only dwell on how good things were in the past or if it was only this way instead or anything else that is completely out of your control and not realistic, you're only wasting your own time and your own energy. Stay focused on where you are and focus on the next step forward. Now, maybe you are in that party of people who you set these goals, you set these plans, you set these expectations for yourselves, and you're still planning. You're like, oh, Rick, Rick, I totally get you. I hear you, man. I know what you're saying, but I'm still working on my plan. I love that you think the plan's important because I'm, I'm really working on mine. If you have been working on your plan for the last month and you haven't started taking action, might I suggest that you start <laughs> at least now? Because here's the deal. It's not only about the big final outcome of your goal. Yes, of course, that is important. And that is, your, that is what's going to motivate you to move forward. The final outcome is always where you want to end up. But right now, focus on starting. Create your SMART goal. Make it, make it specific. Make it measurable. Have a way to be accountable to someone or to yourself that makes sure you follow through. Make sure your goal is realistic and time-based. Mark some time markers on your calendar of when you'll be done with certain steps. But once you've done that, don't get lost in the planning process. Don't wait for everything to be just right before I can actually start this because if this isn't happening, then I can't do that. And well, I'll start the process, but then I'll have to stop because I'll have to wait for this. Start. Just start. One of the most valuable things I have ever heard from another coach, you know, the running coach that I listen to, sometimes it's not about the run at all. Sometimes it's just about getting outside and getting started. And I've worked with clients and I've used that analogy as an example. I always say, just get, just get laced up. Just get laced up. I don't care if you actually even do anything else for your goal. And that's an analogy, of course, in the sense of if your goal is to go out and run a mile or even a half mile and you're like, well, the weather and this, that, and the other, I got up later than I planned. Oh, I'm not too sure. I was stretching out. My leg kind of cramped. There's a million reasons not to step outside. But what if the only thing you're required to do is lace up and step outside and walk to the end of the block? And if you get to the end of the block and you decide, hey, you know, I made it this far, I'll go for a little jog. The weather's not that great and my leg's a little crampy, but I'll just, I'll do a little jog. And maybe that's all you do for the day. Or maybe you just walk to the end of the block. But lace up and get outside. In other words, do the very first steps to get started. Because more often than not, we talk ourselves out of even trying to start because we just don't have the ability to see the whole thing coming to completion if I start, though, I can't finish this, that, and the other. All these reasons why. Challenge yourself just to start. What's the one or two things you can do that's equivalent of lacing up and stepping outside? Just start. And the next time, just start again. And the next time, just start again. And each time you just start, the odds are, because when we're in motion of doing things, we tend to start doing more. And you also start to build the habit of starting the steps needed for this goal, whatever it may be. That's an important thing when it comes to human behavior and our mind and our brain 
is getting the routine of starting because everything else starts to fall into place after that. If we can build up to the actual point of starting, that's the bigger important habit to start than actually doing the activity, whatever it may be. Whether it's setting a financial budget for yourself each month or each week, whether it is cleaning house every morning or every evening, whatever it might be, so your, your house stays clean, doing dishes, doing laundry, any of that, or your fitness, going out for a run or going to the gym or doing push-ups or yoga in your own house, any of those things, just start. It's so important. And I want to give you an example that I went through this last month, this January that just passed. Like I said at the top of this, this episode, I had set some goals for myself. One of my big goals for myself that I wanted to accomplish by January 1st was to go through my website, coachrickschwartz.com. That's my coaching website. You've heard me mention it before. You know the links are down below. You, you know. You're my audience. You know. But it had been a while since I had gone through and refreshed it. I think I, I first built it out a couple years ago. I've tinkered with it since it was built out. But I, I know it had been left idle as far as I just kind of left it as is for at least eight months, if not more. And although it still serves its purpose well, I wanted to go through it. I wanted to go through every single page and make sure that it was updated. It reflected where I was in my coaching. I've learned more about myself and my skills as a coach have increased since I first launched that website. I had more testimonials to add from clients that have worked with me. I wanted to update and make sure that the social media was appropriate and right. I wanted to link to the podcast. I wanted to make sure it was working in the calendar for scheduling meetings with people. I wanted to make sure everything was, was functioning properly. I had set that goal for January 1st, but guess what? Well, I got stuck in that horrible winter storm that happened around Christmas, the delayed flight, so I didn't come home for my travels. Oh boy, I think three or four days later than planned, which ate into time that I had set aside to get that done. I was going to get it done in, in the end of December, so I was, would hit my goal of January 1st. Well, of course, life happens. So what do you do? Well, you make adjustments. You don't just cancel the goal. Well, well, I didn't, I'm not going to get to it, so I'm just not going to do it. I said, okay, I'm going to give myself an extra four days. I was delayed by four days. I'll give myself an extra four days. So I moved my goal down by four days. And then it was a matter of, okay, well, I know it's going to take a couple hours to do this. Do I have a couple hours on this day? No, I don't. But I do have 15 minutes. I could, I could jump on for 15 minutes here and start. And I'm going to have a half hour on the next day. I could jump in there and keep going from there. And then that, well, see, two more days. Okay, so then that day there, I can start, but I'm not sure if I'll be able to finish, but I still want to keep working on it. When I looked at my schedule, I didn't see enough time to sit down and do that website refresh that I wanted to do. I did see chunks of time here and there. Okay, I can make adjustments. I can do this, but it didn't seem to add up. I could push the goal further down. I could not do it and wait till I can see somewhere on my schedule that I have a, a block of a couple hours to do this. Or I could start and start working towards it and knowing that if I missed my goal of getting it done on January, I think it was 4th I moved it to, that it'd be mostly done by then and I could find a couple more minutes, hours, whatever time here and there afterwards and at least accomplish it. And that's what I did. I started. I started on that day, I only had 15 minutes. And I started again the next day when I only had 30 minutes. And I kept working on it. And sure enough, it all came together. By the end of January 4th, I was able to get that goal done. Now, I'm not saying that to pat myself on the back. I'm, I'm saying that to show you that from where I was at the end of December, I did not see a possible way to accomplish that goal on time of January 1st. So I moved it to the 4th and I still didn't see a clear path, but I wanted to set up my SMART goal. I wanted to make it specific and measurable. I wanted to keep myself accountable. So I told my inner circle, this needs to be done by this date. Keep me, keep me accountable for it. Check in with me. I want to be realistic. When looking at the calendar, it looked like it might or might not be realistic. And I want a time-based. It's going to be done on the 4th. 
giving myself grace to know that if I didn't finish it by the fourth, I would still keep working on it till I was done. Giving myself permission to start, even though it didn't look like I would have enough time to do the whole thing. The value in doing this, of course, is it allows you to start the process, start building the habit, the behaviors around what needs to be done to get it done instead of talking yourself out of it because you don't believe you have enough time. I'll just be disappointed. I won't hit my expectations. You can do this. If you were sent this podcast by someone because you've had a discussion with them where they know you're at a point where I want to do these things this year and now I can't, if someone sent you this podcast, it's because they care about you and they want to see you succeed. I want you to know you can succeed. Life is hard. Life is going to throw you crap you weren't expecting. I know that. Everyone else knows that or has experienced it. If you have not experienced it yet or just experiencing it now, I'm sorry this was your wake-up call, <laughs> but you can do this. Give yourself time for self-care if you need that, but you can regroup and you can start. And maybe it's not going to look like you thought it was going to look like. Odds are it never does. And, and you will get there. If you start, you will get there. And the goal may or may not finish when you wanted it to or how you wanted it to, but, but pay attention to also the process you are going through to get there and the steps you're taking to get there, the people you are meeting, the people you are coming in contact with, the lessons you are learning. Because often... Often, although we set a goal for ourselves, which is what we think we need and want, it is the process of getting there that is actually what we need and we didn't realize we wanted. I want to share one more goal with you that I had for myself that I wanted to do by the time season three starts on this podcast. Season three of this podcast will start in the month of April, and I'm, I'm really happy I've already got some guests lined up for interviews in the coming months to have things ready for an April launch. And one of my goals was to make sure season three of We All Have Something was going to be monetized. Now, monetization can look like many things. Most of the time it is commercials, uh, commercials within the podcast. And I, as a podcast connoisseur, I love listening to podcasts and I love making podcasts. I find, honestly, as a listener, commercials disruptive. I understand they're needed. I mean, commercials are great. You think about it. Your podcast is big enough and important enough that companies come to you and say, hey, we want to pay you to talk about our product. I'm happy for those who are making that kind of money because that's impressive and I love it. But I will say, if it's a pre-roll and the ad comes before the episode I want to listen to, I'll usually fast forward. Honestly, I'm going to fast forward. If the ad is a end at the end of the show, it's one of the post-rolls, I'll just Fast forward to the end onto the next podcast or just cut it there and be done. And I do find that if there's an episode I'm listening to that has a certain tone to it and the person who is, is on the podcast or the person being interviewed has a certain feeling and there's certain emotions involved and all of a sudden we jump into, hey, I just found this product and I really like it. I've partnered with these folks and I want you to know about it too. Again, good for them for having the reach to have companies come to them that they can partner with them. But I find it disruptive to the storytelling or the interview or just the feel of the podcast. So I am really excited to say I have found a way to create a listener-supported podcast, meaning there are not going to be any ads, at least for season three, if we're being honest, because if a company comes to me and say, hey, we love your podcast, we want you to promote our product on it, I am probably going to say yes, but I also would either do a pre-roll or an end. I wouldn't want to disrupt the middle of the episode, a mid-roll as they call it. What does it mean, though, to have a listener-supported podcast? Well, essentially, it means you can choose to subscribe in the sense of you give a monthly donation. If you have received any value from this podcast, then you can add that value back to the podcast by a monthly donation, as little as, I think, three bucks or whatever amount you want to do. 
and it comes out monthly then from your credit card. And I get a little notification that you're a subscriber and I can send you fun emails and say thank you and stuff like that. Are you required as a listener to do this? Absolutely not. Because, hey, the economy right now is pretty tough. We're all having a hard time. My goal in having a listener-supported podcast is to have the podcast pay for itself. I pay for the equipment that I have that I use for the podcast. I pay for the distribution and the editing materials that I use. I pay for the music that I use. There's little costs here and there throughout the year. And it's not going to run me into the ground, but I'd love for the podcast to be self-sustaining. And honestly, if the podcast gets to a point where it's making more money than it's costing me to run it, I will use that money to pour into getting better equipment. Right now, I'm going to be honest with you. I've got the bare bones of equipment as I record this in the spare bedroom of my place. (laughs) But I'm willing to put that money back into it to give better quality and opportunity for better interviews and things like that. So if you're interested... If you're interested in being a subscriber, you can join now, right now, if you want. And I'm going to be honest with you, though, season three doesn't start till April. So there's probably going to be one more, maybe two more bonus episodes. Honestly, probably one more because I'm still working on some goals for myself. And as much as I love podcasting, and I love editing and I love interviewing people. I got to be realistic about how much time I have in a day and a week and a month, right? So... If you want to, there's a link down below where you can check out how to subscribe. Every episode from here on out will have that link. And as we go into season three, I'll talk more about listener-supported podcasts and how you can be a supporter of We All Have Something. But other than that, my friend, I hope you're just listening. I hope you're having a good time. If this particular episode was of value to you and you think somebody in your life might find value in it too, I would. the bigger thing than subscribing is to share. The more people we can share this information with and this content with and the upcoming interviews I'll have for season three, the more impact we'll have in changing the world, hopefully for the better. One person at a time, one goal at a time, one experience at a time, one aha moment, one sweet quote that changes our trajectory of life, whatever it may be. And one last thing, my friends, if for any reason, anything I have mentioned in this episode is of interest to you and you're like, ah, maybe I should talk to this guy reach out to me. Go to my website, coachrickschwartz.com. It is linked in the show notes below. Go there, click on discovery call. There'll be a little calendar that'll pop up. Schedule a little 30-minute free Zoom with me. It's not sales. It's not pressure. It's nothing. It's so we can talk. We can find out what's going on. And if my coaching will serve you, we can go from there. If I think you and I are a good match and you think you and I are a good match for coach and client, we will work together. If we both are like, man, I'm not so sure it really serve you and my coaching style is not going to work for you, I might recommend you to another coach. Or maybe it's like, yeah, we'll just have a quick 30-minute talk and that's that. I'm cool either way. I'm about helping people. It's what I do this for. And if for any reason you have not subscribed yet, I recommend you do. There might be other bonus episodes that pop up before season three starts in the month of April. So be sure to subscribe so you don't miss out any of the cool stuff coming up next. Of course, you can find me on all sorts of social media. There is a YouTube channel, but I'll be honest with you, I haven't posted there in a while because I've been, well, doing the podcast and other things. But there's also Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and yes, even TikTok for inspirational and thoughtful and fun content. Just look for Coach Rick Schwartz on any of those platforms. And like I mentioned, there's the website, CoachRickSchwartz.com, where we can connect if you want to, check out the coaching program, things like that. Thanks again for listening. I really appreciate it. Have a good one, everybody. 